And uh, well, we're back. We are back. We're back. Just me and you. Yeah. This week we don't have Andre and we don't have Angie because they busy with their loif. They're getting their work on. Getting their work on, yeah. Uh, we, though, cannot abandon Mr. Robot. It is what we do. It is what I live for. I just drug Ian along face first for the ride. <laughs> Much like my my uh, obsession with Rami Malek. So uh, this episode, this is episode five, right? Method not found. Yes. In our 404, our 400 error messages. You know, everything's not working out. That's why our 400 message theme is carrying on into this episode. I love the way this episode was shot. I loved everything about it. I really loved this episode. Yeah. I had some expectations going into it because it was supposed to be the silent episode and you had been talking about all your different theories. So it was very interesting to see what happened. Were you let down when it was just what it was? I was so disappointed. No, just kidding. You kicked something. No, I liked it. I don't know what it was going to be. My instincts about him running kind of paid off. Although I have to say, when we get to the running part, because we're going to go in order, we're not a recap show. I usually say that, but there was so much that was like happening that I, my brain can't scramble around. I'm also doing Andre's notes, so I thought if I go in order, I could incorporate all his notes and nothing gets left out. But I just want you to know that when we get to all the running shit that Rami did. Because, you know, because he is like a side project of mine, I don't know why. I just love the story. I love this, the way this guy's handled his life. I think he's doing it right. I love to see his dedication. But I also kind of have a little chuckle about how much he gets into his shit. And, um, I mean, I adore that about him. But I'm also kind of like, bro, what's up? But, like, he ran his dick off for, like, I don't know how many days. He's running all over New York. He spooks Monica Lewinsky. Everybody's talking about this dude in black running everywhere. Not everybody's a background extra in Central Park. So people were like fucking freaking out. And then when you actually see the on foot scene, not for nothing, the guy ran forever. And it, it yeah. was a very short part of the episode for me after seeing him run across that skating rink nine million times. I'm, I'm just thinking about all the different location moves. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... It was all over the place. Just from the, the start, I mean, I know we're going to go see my scene, but I just want to talk about Just by the start of when he runs out and that crane just right. goes up. I mean, just the setup for just brief things. Yes. I'm just like, holy shit. So they were but, all but over he, the place. But here's the thing, though. Because they block shoot, uh, they shot, you know, it in blocks. Like They shot it like a film. So you shoot all the scenes in this scene together. They're in different... You know, you shoot all of those days are in this yeah. location. So that's what block shooting is. You yeah. stay in this particular section and you shoot that shoot out. Shoot it all out. So yeah. it wasn't like they had nine company moves for this one episode. No, but like right. like for the um let's just just the uh let's just say the um the what is it, the ice rink scene. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. only that's only one scene. You're, there's no other scene. There was there. a lot, yeah. You know, so you're doing that wide, you're doing the come over the fence, you're doing the hit. And all those different angles. Yeah. You know, Oscar so. winner, BAFTA winner. Get that work. Sag. He can yeah. do it all. Uh, I liked the theme. I think it was broken in several different sections. Uh, cinematically, I haven't asked anybody else's opinion. I have not wandered onto Reddit to see what anybody else is saying. I'm sure the, that those great, the great mind trust that is the Mr. Robot sub has a lot to say about it. But I'm going to be bold and just, it's going to be me and you just uh, shooting the shit about this episode. Uh, going with my instincts, whether they're right or wrong. I feel like uh, Sam was evoking at least two different 
kinds of feels. I don't know if there's like Panic in Needle Park, I want to say it looks like. All those chase scenes, those huge crane shots or drone shots. It reminded me of like a 70s kind of Al Pacino chase film. I don't know. It evoked that kind of era. And then when we get into the server room, I felt like we were definitely in Blade Runner. Like almost feel like there was just a huge homage. I haven't read whether that's true or not. I haven't read Sam's usual Hollywood Reporter interview. So that's what I felt just going off the instinct of that. Well, we'll get to it. So Andre says off the top about 405. As always, Sam manages to pull off a seemingly impossible feat in 45 minutes flawlessly. All kudos to Mac uh, Quayle for making sure his score carried the episode, which it did. Yeah, it did. Loved it. Yeah. There was that, remember that one point, and we, we mentioned it, um, uh, when, when Price gives the, the money to the trombone player, yeah. and then he starts playing this riff that just goes over to the next scene. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, and I want to get there. I just yeah. want to, yeah, it's just like one of those things where I didn't find out the name of that tune, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. I looked everywhere, but I was trying to avoid Reddit. I'm sure somebody knows the artist. I don't know if that's Jordan Coates. I don't know who played that guy. Oh. It's not even clear in the credit. So we know that two lines only were spoken in the episode. It's cool, dude. We don't have to talk, and it's time we talk. They're bookended by Darlene and Vera. And one of the things that Andre noticed, and I agree with this, he said, you never realize how much effect dialogue has on pacing until there is none. I thought we were almost done with the episode and realized we were only halfway through. I loved it. I loved how it was carried along by the action. And then you really get to see how good your cast is when they don't need to lean on dialogue. And as a writer, I totally and wholly support this. Not everything needs to be you know, crammed with words. Yeah. And especially if they're just bad words, I guess. Yeah, but normally the, but. the scripts on this show are very, very tight. And I loved it. I loved having this quiet day, this Christmas day. It made it even more eerie to me. It did. It did feel a little weird that way. Yeah. Because going into it, I already, like I, like I said, it's the silent episode. So you're already like, okay, so how are they going to pull this off? Right. You know, and then it's just the, at, at sometimes I felt like, uh, I just wish they would have said something. Because it's like, you know, you know, you want to say something about, you know, when you're doing something, you want to say something. And I was also like, do we, as New Yorkers, would people, I feel like people in New York just chatter. They're just going to, yeah. And then like the security guy, it's like when you leave your phone, I mean. When you go, hey. Yeah. Sometimes I did feel like it was a bit forced. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. It, yeah. it felt that way, but then it, it it would correct itself somehow. For cinematic reasons, I appreciated it, but there was a couple of times where I'm like, someone would have said something. Yeah, it's like it's like the back in the uh, one of the last seasons where they did that the the oneers, yes, the big long oneers, and you're looking for the break, right? So you're already aware of it, and you're just like, okay, I'm looking for the mistake. It was kind of, I felt like that this way where it was like, uh, somebody would have said something. Maybe when, like when the kids were playing and Dom comes back from the dog walk and I'm like, you would be hearing the kid. But it doesn't matter though. I liked that it was silent. I understood yeah. what they were doing. Yeah, but exactly. There were a couple of times. I wasn't jarred completely out of it, out of it but I was like, yeah, somebody would have. Yeah. It, was, it, it didn't kill me. It, it didn't, didn't kill me. It didn't me. kill me. I still, I mean, I love yeah. Sam. Um, so off the top, Elliot finds, he fishes Terrell's phone out of the ice. And we find that it's 722. And he also picks up the gun. 
before we get to Terrell, because there's a whole thing there we need to talk about Terrell, is that, um, is this the same gun that Darlene got from the Wall Street dude that got hidden in the popcorn that misfired when Mr. Robot shot Terrell and that later Terrell turned around and shot Elliot with? I'm going to call it the F Society gun. The F Society gun. I mean... I feel like from the model and make of it, I don't know if that's a Walther, I don't know what that weapon is, but I feel like it's the same gun. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm finding this fucking gun has made its way out until here, and now it's back in Elliot's possession, and he's shoving it back into the his backpack. And I'm like, yo, bro, so... Is that the bad luck he's carrying with him? I don't know. There's nothing kind of wasted. And, and this, this thing carries such import, this gun does, this token, and this kind of thing between him and Terrell. You know what I mean? Like, Robot tries to shoot Terrell with this gun, and it yeah. misfired. Those two. I don't understand this relationship. I thought that I was on my way to understanding it. I really don't think I understand the relationship no. at all. And then, and then the way it supposedly maybe ends i don't know with him just go uh, uh uh tyrell just walking off like that it's like where did he go yeah, though okay just, so it gets called in we, we find out later that you know pike's hollow uh deputies come out to investigate this scene you know there's a burning van whatever where the fuck is tyrell's body I mean, a lot of but, people who really believe he's not dead. Yeah, but it's winter time and you know it, it might be possible that that body's not going to get discovered until you know, the spring. I mean, I know he wandered away, but Andre's even saying this. He's like, is it, is it weird that when the police and Dom found the body of the dark army driver in the van, they didn't find any trace of Terrell's body? Now he's bleeding. It's snowing outside. Surely he hadn't gotten that far. I agree. Like, I don't know. Well, his body wouldn't be there. There wouldn't be any evidence of his, his body. They set it on fire. He walked off. His body's not, there's no, there's not going to be any evidence. No, he's going to walk away, but like, I guess they're not scouring the scene. I mean, I kind of, they kind of give us the impression from the deputy whose phone is playing all about that base, which is Sam's snotty way of saying, this is a basic person. This is the caliber of your investigative uh, on-site team. The only real FBI, the only person who's on scene for the dark army and the FBI is Dom, who's going to be looking for every single trace. She's not looking for Terrell. So I buy that Terrell is dead and that his body is just deep in the woods. Yeah. Now, we didn't talk about this too thoroughly um, last week, but there's this, big, this deal that's been made about the scream in the woods that Terrell hears. And people are coming at Sam on Twitter, and he responded with, listen to... I want to say it's season two to episode nine. I could get, I could be that wrong. But the one where Joanna screams when she gets the stuff thrown on the, her. The paint, yeah. He's referencing her scream. Oh. And it's fur. The deer got hit. Yeah. The paint, red blood. And he's saying that that's the scream. Now, so the blue thing that he sees is that his big blue screen of death and Joanna scream, scry, screaming at him from the other side. Is this our Twin Peaks moment because again sam's a huge fan of twin peaks that made it even more ethereal when he was referencing that i was like what the fuck man yeah i mean i could i could i can get on board with that it's weird though it's weird it's like 
he's he's walking this like really fine line of yeah. like you know what can really ha- what really happens, and just throughout like this episode, it's like on that line of like can that really happen? But like with just pure dumb luck, things like this could happen. And then that you know where he's seeing the blue, and it's like oh, is this sort of like we, this unknown thing? He's like walk like I said, he's walking that. Or was it line. his phone and he was seeing a blue screen or a message? Was it Elliot saying goodbye? Like we don't know. I don't know. I like the fact that I probably won't ever fully definitively know until Sam tells us. But he was pointing toward uh Joanna screaming. Okay. So then that that's you know I don't I I don't I don't draw that connection, but I mean he's the creator, so he can He's do the it. guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> So what I find about funny about this scene is that Darlene is tracking Elliot because she insisted on putting that uh, GPS in his phone, and of course she's out. She's outside Salomano's, you know, shop where they've been before. Yeah. She just looks up in the sky and sees the smoke. She's yeah. like, "That's no, probably him." Yeah, we had a chuckle about that. <laughs> where just... there's smoke, there's Elliot. Yeah. What I didn't I didn't notice last night, but I did on the rewatch today, is the the snowman that's heavily featured behind her shoulder when she looks over to see. The smoke. That oh. Kevin McAllister snowman image Kevin McAllister behind pops her. up again. I was like, what? And she picks up and rescues Elliot. Yeah, he's just like, boop. And Ode to Joy is playing. Oh, Beethoven's really? Ode to Joy is playing. And it stops when he taps on the window. I'm like, Matt Quill, you crazy person. And then as they drive away, of course, without this night being as long as it is, because Elliot's... The previous 24 hours, he's hacked Olivia, had sex with her, hasn't gone to bed yet, has done all this crazy stuff with Terrell out in the woods to get rid of the Dark Army van slash body. He hasn't slept yet. So it stands to reason that he and Darlene would not notice the security camera perched up on the traffic light as they drive away. But Sam wants to make sure that that we see it. Do you think they they must have... <laughs> I'm just like, okay, keep going, keep going. My nose is itching so bad. <laughs> There's something in there, and I can't. I'm sorry. No, no I'm just. I'm saying is that because it's jumping up. Uh, you know, we're just again we're jumping up four, but they must have run that red light for them to have that that photo. Of yes. Them. Okay. So she wasn't paying attention. There's a red light thing. So we'll get around to how she catches it. So yeah, uh, so okay. and then we go. The Ode to Joy carries us into Krista's house. As she's coming down the stairs and she's got her suitcase. First of all, can we talk about Krista's crib? Krista, I mean, can somebody explain to me how this works? She is a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I don't think I know which she is. A psychologist, I guess. And and Elliot was court appointed to go and see her? Yeah, but I think I think she's more than just like, you know, a struggling practitioner i don't think she's a struggling practitioner yeah. at all what i'm saying is why would they court appoint him to come to this high-end psychologist for maybe anger she's management? on like a maybe it's her what do they what, like her pro bono pro, stuff? yeah pro bono or continuing education because she is a nice lady yeah and you're so happy for her because she's texting this nice guy jason i guess this is the jason who was in the street with her when she ran across elliot and was like bitch get away from me yeah. you crazy and he the the boyfriend is nervous about meeting her family and he texts her again, all the dialogue in this episode, a lot of it is in text and messages. I, I thought that was a very clever Loved way it. of doing that. That worked for me. I will say where I do kind of buy into the fact that I spend whole days 
If you're not home, and when you're out of town working, and I work by myself, and most of the people I interact with are online. Yeah. You know. Well, if you don't, yeah, if if you don't get a call, I spend from whole days not talking. Exactly. I could I could so totally see that. I mean, maybe I talk to Haggis to tell him to like, if, do you want to go outside? But I don't speak. But not in New York. I feel like you'd still talk. Uh, I do find it very foreboding that he sends a smiley face with a gun to his head. I was like, that's foreboding. Because then they decide instead of like meeting her family, they're just going to have dinner at her place. So she's looking around and she's like, you know, why? Maybe she's thinking, why ruin it with a family thing? I don't know. It's this strange kind of instinct to stay inside. Yeah. You know, does she have PTSD from Elliot? Fucking I would. Well, see, that's that's that goes to the point of what I'm saying is that that fine line where a lot of things that happen, it's just it could just be happenstance. It just it could be happenstance, but I don't. I don't so know. whatever happens next, it's like this. It just happened to work out this way. Yeah, maybe, but I don't feel like Sam writes that way. Or no, that but I'm I'm, that I'm saying that it's not like out of the blue. They're not doing something like. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, it, you're right. It, it fits within the reasonable con, the reasonable context of what we're doing. Yeah. So we're now we're at Elliot's apartment, and um, again, I, has he slept? He looks exhausted. His hands are cut up. He's standing at his kitchen sink because Darlene's in the bathroom, and he's just made um, the Dolores Hayes badge, the virtual realty badge he's going to give to Darlene so she can get in because they've got a hack virtual realty. In real life. Yeah. Because Olivia doesn't have access. So they're having to do this. They have to get it's on a physical site. hack, right. So Darlene's in the bathroom, and we have this moment where Elliot just slides down beside the refrigerator. Like we've seen him, he mirrors what he did in the pilot where he slides down the floor with the loneliness thing. And I took this to mean that he's grieving Terrell, possibly. That's the way I took it. And I was just sitting here thinking... I hope everyone on Tumblr is happy because they didn't kiss, but he is sad. And again, I don't know what this relationship is. He's moved by this person. He's attached to this person in a way that meant something to him because we didn't even see him cry over Angela. Not, not, not to say that he hasn't because he's sitting on a lot of rage and fear and hurt from years back. I'm sure he hasn't forgotten about her. And he's driven by this revenge anyway. The whole reason he's doing this is to avenge his father, avenge Angela, her mother, and, and everyone else who's gotten in the way, you know. So though I just a great performance by Rami, I just want to say. Like he just didn't he didn't overdo it. He just kind of was trying and he's doing this without morphine. Yeah. He's doing this, he's trying to hang on, and as soon as uh Darling comes out of the bathroom, like he doesn't want to be caught weeping. Like he has to keep this front up. And jumps back up to finish washing his hands. And you'd notice that the pizza box is still there. That damn pizza box. What is that pizza box? Is that just production every year going, we're going to fuck with Lisa? We're just going to. This this is the Lisa box. She's going to notice. <laughs> so Andre said about this, he said, Elliot crying over Terrell, dying. Like, come on now. Yeah. Like, I, they weren't really friends. Like, they, those are, I didn't know I, I felt this way about a person tears. I think so. I mean. And then he's like, wait, am I being queer baited? I don't, I really feel like he didn't really know how deeply he felt about him until he lost him. Exactly. They spent a lot of time together, even though they didn't like each other. I, if they didn't like each other, I don't think he was, he was banking on him 
getting shot. Have you ever like known someone that you felt passionate about, but you didn't really like them? No. I no. kind of have. I sort of relate that a little bit to that. If I was going to say I understood this relationship, it's more like that. People who you have, you're drawn together by some deeply held common goal, passion, or whatever, but just personally, you didn't like them too much. I've worked with people like this um, out of the thick of the fight, hanging out with them. I'm like, what a dick. But in yeah. the trenches, I don't want anybody else by my side. And I mean, it's that kind yeah. of love-hate relationship I think some people have. I've worked with people that I didn't really like, and then when it ended, I was like, oh, I kind of missed that. Very much in the same wheelhouse, I think. It's, it it's, is, a, but, I I, but I, there a, was no passion about it. It's like, a few zip... I mean, well, maybe passion is not the word that, to, that applies in your case, yeah. but I'm feeling like there's something here, something was going on. Yeah. So now Dom's mind, she's bought some cookies for her shitty apartment. Can someone please explain Dom's apartment to me? Like, I get that you're a gay woman, but what's up with your house, bro? Like, your house is, her apartment's like a dump. I thought at first it was like a, a temporary rental in town while they worked the whole Wellick case. Is she jumping between her place and her mom's place? I think she spends some time there, but I think predominantly her place of residence is in the city. And I understand that it can be small, but it's like a dump. It was a dump before she became a dark army yeah. know, slave. Yeah. So anyway, but she has these cookies and they're, and Sam is letting us know that she bought these cookies and she threw them in a plastic tin as though she made them. Now, here's what I take from this small action for the character is that normally Dom may bake cookies, you know, and so her mother doesn't notice that something's fucking up, right? Even though her mother has noticed something's up. She's just bought cookies to throw in the tin or it is a tr is it some sort of like joke like she's always trying to pass off store bought cookies as homemade cookies and it's like her little joke and this year it's just not a funny joke. I don't know there's something there. Yeah, it could be. Okay, yeah. So Dom is wearing this big flowing red fucking coat, right? Uh which is the color of danger. Um I Sam like her style. I like her yeah. illegal style. She looks nice. Um she looks really, really good. And I like this big red fucking coat. So she's walking danger. And Janice texts her Merry Christmas, you know, the tree emoji. What a fucking psychopath is Janice. I love her, by the way. I love what just a cuckoo, crazy pants she is. Um, she reminds me of a woman I worked with who would like, she would bring in like sweet treats and bake all weekend, but she was vicious and always trying to get you fired and she wanted you to die. That's well, there you who, go. There, yeah, that's so, who yeah. Janice reminds me of. Um, and then Janice texts uh, Dom and says, Mom's going to have to wait. One of our vans was found burnt up in Pike's Hollow with a body inside. Need you to head out there ASAP to use your FBI credentials to intercept all intel and ID that body. Thanks. That's Janice. She's a crazy person. So now we're over at uh, Bruckman's, this fancy pants restaurant. This is Price on his lonely Christmas day. There's that big mural over his head along the wall. It reminds me of Musso and Franks, by the way. Uh -huh. um, all these dead famous movie stars, like Cary Grant, all these people are sitting there. And Sinatra is singing, uh, oh, by gosh, by golly. And he's just having a miserable, fucking lonely ass day. And then he gets a text from Elliot who says, Terrell's not uh, coming to the meeting tonight. And so <laughs> Price just rolling his head going, fuck, fuck my life. 
and he's watching this family, this one lone family in the restaurant. And then I thought it was weird. This waiter slams down the the bill wallet. Yeah. And walks away with his hands tucked behind his back. You know, I mean, obviously it's a dark dark army hangout or restaurant, but like, see, even even like even you know, Price is even getting attitude from like you know the dark army waiter. Could it be that? Could it no. be that's what we were meant to see? Was that? I just I just thought it was weird. They've run out of patience with him. Maybe, but why would a grunt be showing that emotion? Because maybe that was part of the instruction from Wang Shu. Possibly was to make sure that you let him know you are going to meet at. You're the one calling this meeting, and you're under our thumb. Yeah, it could be small little slights like that. I mean, yeah, and, and yeah, if that that's that's a, a an explanation I can get behind too. But that's just like, oh, man. Like, I don't know. I think that's Wang Shu. I think that's how she rolls. Bitch. Yeah. I think it's a bitch. And I'm like, watch yourself, Mary. Shit. Uh, so we know that the time is, we know it's Christmas Day, 2015. We know it's 1048. Mm-hmm. And the message is outside of, it's printed on the bill. Outside of E Corp, give $20 to the trombone player. Now we're over here. Darling goes into virtual realty. And this is Andre's note before we get into it. He said, I love the whole heist sequence. I was on pins and needles the whole time, and it was cool seeing Elliot and Darlene work together. I agree. But they did seem like they were being a little sloppy with the door panel on the elevator. Also, Darlene is, like, really bad at inconspicuous, being inconspicuous. Like, just walk normally and keep your chin up, girl. You look suspicious. Also, what is virtual realty? An apartment complex with a computer lab that has a 3D printer, Ex- printer but also a gym. What's yeah, happening? Yeah. Multi, multi-use... But yeah, I did. I did sense that, like, yo, Darlene, <laughs> it's not like you had, you've never snuck around before. And they take the time, like when she's she, it's like stop, pause, right, nod your head. I'm like, girl, I'm like, you're on blast. This is a girl who like put on a blonde wig and walked into a hotel and got into a hotel room and did an FBI hack. Yeah. See, that was, she was like smooth, just like, so I belong the, here. I feel like though the show is telling us that she's lost that confidence big time. You know, we're in desperation, fight or flight mode. She knows she has to help her brother. She knows they're probably done for. Um, I don't think this is the, I think this is the true Darlene who's on the verge of panic, who's ridden with anxiety, who's flying without a crew and she literally is Elliot's only hope of getting into that building. So yeah. that's what I took all that to mean. I could be wrong. And then again, uh, that fine line where it's like just the way that they were able to get it, everything had to be perfect. Right. You know, I loved this hack. We haven't seen a hack in a while, like a hack hack. And the last big hack we've seen, there's been hacks along the way, but the last big hack we've seen was in season three. So it was nice to see, our hack in this episode. Yeah. So our security guards, our two security guards are at the front desk are watching Die Hard. Loved that. Um, and the one security guard we're going to focus on, who's played by Calvin Dutton, his name is Dolph Lawler. We learned that from his um, water bottle he's drinking from. Now, I don't want to be accusing Dolph of anything, but the way he was sipping on that, that thermos be telling me... Are we drinking on Christmas Day? I mean, you got to work. Ain't was, nobody coming in. It was really weird that how how prominently they put that that thermos, that green thermos. And when we first saw that green thermos, when he reaches out, he's got a red wristband, a red watch that's large. It's oh, like, I didn't see that. It's like 
big, and it's like, oh. why would, why are you wearing that, dude? It, so you had this, you had the green water bottle right next to this red, and, and you know it's red and green Christmas thing, but right, but also green like, means go. They use a lot of green and red really in the show. It was really weird. I just thought it was weird. Yeah, and I'm like, is he? I mean, is he doing vodka? Is he drinking henny? I don't know. It was really weird the way he was sipping on it. I mean, because we yeah. once we established that it's Dolph Lawler. For whatever green, you know, because later on that comes into play, like we see with yeah. the thing. So anyway, um, Ellie gets out of the car and walks up, uh, you know, to sort of watch her get into the building and he smokes. Um, I'm like, bitch, you're going to regretting smoking later on. I know an you hour puffing. from now, you're going to be running all over the place. Lungs going to be on the ground. Uh, and this, I love the shot where he's watching her fake off Dolph yeah. to get the badge. So, and he's blowing smoke, and you see that image of her. Oh, just that little reflection. Lo- loved it. On the glass. Nice job, Todd Campbell, you magical beast. Uh, and so while she's like getting her bag together and blah, 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 he jumps over the turnstile and makes for the elevators. And I love that. I love all the visuals that Sam does, but this one was so visual. He's Elliot running down those red stairs, just running down the stairs and then into the blue hall. Yeah. Also, can I just say that Rami Malik running is my astrological yeah. sign. Um, also, Rami Malik typing in a hallway with his gloves on is probably a kink. I don't know. I can't decide. That, uh, that, that whole thing where like he walks up to the thing and then he p- whips out his computer and, to open it up. All the times he did that, it really made me think of that, um, that video game, Watch Dogs. Uh, and the one that he, he actually played badly. Yeah. Cause it's live like, on Twitch. It's like, oh wow, they that's that's what he's doing. He's going he there, sitting down, pulling out the laptop and hacking something. You know, of all the things that probably come easy to this man, I feel like he practiced that a lot. Oh. Anyway. It looked perfect. Well, he's got it down since season one. Oh. Maybe that's his thing. Look, I can do this. So he accesses the security room and he makes Dolores Hayes real. While she's stalling Dolph down at the desk, he gets into the security office and he makes her pop up. And I love this this dance with the Aldersons. They are such tricksters together and such great hackers that, and also being, I feel like they're almost twins, even though he's older, but they have this symbiosis and it really shows in this season and in this episode. And I also love Carly and Rami together. I I believe them as real life uh, brother and sister, you know, like they just kind of have that thing and they got to showcase that. I think Sam used it to his advantage here. I also love how uh, Darling preps her phone for the security guard to grab later. You would pick up the phone that way. Mm-hmm. Um, either, either you pick it up this way or you pick it up that way. I don't know. But I love how we get the fingerprint. Yeah. Um, again, then, again, it's, it's, it, had to have, it had to have worked out that way. Because if I saw a phone down, I would pick it up from the sides. Maybe you would. You know. So again, it had to perfectly line up this way. Sure. Sure. Come on. Yeah, I'm saying. So he's she's got the thumbprint, and um, again, this is where I think he would have called out to her. He does whistle, we mentioned. So Elliot's back in the security office, and he's running this firmware upgrade so the security system will come down. Love that this is happening. Of course, it would be scheduled on Christmas Day. Maybe you didn't get the email, but we're scheduling that. And then Darlene is now in the elevator. She's got her short wig on, by the way, we should mention. And the she's looking for that light on the security dome to go off and then and when it does she knows that Elias is, is successful 
in shutting down the system for at least 39 minutes. So and then clearing it. And I think what it did, it probably cleared the memory as well. Right. You know, because I was just thinking, oh, this is being recorded. So somehow they cleared the, Possibly. the cache with that uh, I'm not firmware. A hacker. Um, so now we see them in the elevator together and side by side. They haven't, like, since their mom's death and even before, they've been estranged. So I found something that Sam had said. One thing I'd read is that they're giving each other the silent treatment in a way. So I love that they're kind of doing this whole hack silently as well. Possibly that plays into it. So they break into this office, and then there's that 3D printer again. Andre and you and I noticed. I ask Angie, like, what the fuck do you think is going on in this building? And she says, I think it's a sublease, right? So it's a front. Virtual Realty is a front for the Dark Army for White Roast. She's, it's one of the uh, back doors in the United States for... I'm not really good at, like, money laundering. But I was trying to track with, like, how virtual realty works. But I'm just taking it is that it's a front for the Dark Army, but all of this stuff sitting in this building is what? A bunch of subleases. So you have a gym, and then this three this is a 3D printing shop Possibly. that has nothing to yeah. do with banking. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to, like, figure out who the fuck. Um, and then they start doing this hack. This, Darling doing this whole chemistry thing with the thumbprint was fascinating. And it's, it's at this moment where I'm like, how the fuck did Rom and Rami, did, how the fuck did Elliot think he was going to be able to do this hack by himself? Because they seem to know every single business and corner of virtual realty. There's no way he could do this, even with his DID and Mr. Robot helping. Which, yeah. have you noticed this entire episode, there's been no Mr. Robot. Just at the beginning, of, outside of the, when they're Right, the he fire. goes away when she goes to pick him up. Why does Mr. Robot go away this entire time? Normally, like when he's hanging out with Terrell, it's the three of them. When he was talking to Darlene earlier at All Safe HQ, it's the three of them. Where does Robot go? Does he completely unify his personalities in this case? Why don't we have Christian Slater riding shotgun? And now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Christian Slater's in great shape and wouldn't have minded running. <laughs> But it just seems weird that in these scenes of hacking, he's not there. I found that to be a huge um, thing. So uh, Dolph has gone into the security office. Because I have to say this one thing about the Dolph Lawler character. Thank you for showing that some security guards actually do their job. You know? He's not, you know, maybe he is watching Die Hard and possibly drinking on the job, but he had a spidey sense about his job and he wasn't coasting. So he starts going in search of what's happening. He notices a few things are off and he goes into the security room to try to stop this firmware update because he's lost his security screens, right? And then we cut over to Price outside of E Corp and he seems resigned to his fate standing in front of the, that big looming building, taking in a sigh. Because surely this is his last act on the earth. I'm feeling like Price knows he's going to go out with a bang or two. You think he's, gonna, he's a marked, marked man? Oh, absolutely. And the way he's being treated by the waiter, that was just kind of like he's got not even getting any respect. And Andre says, so is Price being forced to reenter his position as CEO or 
I'm not sure what his whole mini arc in this episode was about. I must have missed something. And I, I don't I don't know that that's um I think price is out. I don't know what they're gonna do with the Terrell information. I don't know that anybody other than Price, Elliot, and Darlene know that Elliot's dead. So I don't think he's gonna try to re enter or renegotiate. I feel like that whole sigh outside of E Corp was this is the end of the line for me. I don't think I don't think Price even knows that that uh does Price know that that uh, what's it White Rose is has tagged um whatchamacallit? Uh uh what's that's his name? Tyrell? Well see uh, Tagged? As as CEO. Yes. It was I thought it was um his suggestion to it, her. Yeah, it was his suggestion and when then, it comes to visit. We'll and, just designate uh Tyrell. Yeah. So something's weird. Something happened where where um uh, White Rose's assistant and White Rose getting in an argument. I think it was last episode, and he's like, "Well, we'll we don't we don't have anyone. Let's just name Tyrell." Right, but but apparently everybody knew. Yeah, so it's White Rose is the only one who doesn't know that. Uh, I would say so. Dead. Right, because that yeah. whole van burning up in the wilderness was her only way to, for that guy to have gotten the message back. Right. Yeah. Yep. Killed one of her drones, essentially. Uh, so the trombone player by the Starbucks um, is playing that tune. I'm sure somebody out there has figured out what he was playing. Price gives him the 20, and the trombone player gives him the next clue. And it's the go to Murnau's, Murnau's Cleaner, M-U-R-N-A-U. I'm sure that's got some kind of connotation. And now we're back at Elliot looking at his timer, and the thumbprint is being trendy, uh, printed. The gum is being applied to it so they can use it literally as Dolph's finger. And then we cut back to Dom at the crime scene uh, with the van at Pike's Hollow, blah, 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 the, all about the bass ringtone. And Dom stops and looks up at that security camera perched on the red light, and she makes something of this. I know that Janice wants me to be 100%. I know if I don't report all I see, someone else around me is going to die. Maybe somebody in my family. So she's got to be not 99.9% sure. So she reports to Janice. You know, she does this thing where she takes the phone of the deputy and she uh, then taps into the deputy's computer and says, watch for any red light traffic coming in. Right? Yep. And then she looks at her cookies in the plastic tin in the plastic container, and then Amy Hartman, a coworker, texts and says, Deegan McGuire is being released. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on in this one little moment. What was Deegan McGuire accused of doing? He was, um, wasn't he like smuggling people? Right. So if he's a human trafficker, is Dom having the notion that she's going to have her family human trafficked? Out of the country? Possibly. Or maybe, because we all know she's hatching a plan, or at least we she's think hatching she's something. hatching a plan. Fuck yeah, she is. So I, I took it as, you know, she's going to get in contact with this guy and see if she can find someone in that underworld who's going to help her out. Because you're not going to go through FBI. You're not going to go on anyone's radar. You're going to go really, really low underground. So yeah, because she already knows that the FBI is compromised. They're owned. Well, they own her. Yeah. And then back in her creepy dead animal lair, Janice cuts up with Bernadette. 
Damn, Janice is crazy. Um, then we see Krista shopping with a crying baby Jesus in the background, which made you laugh. We both chuckled over that. Yeah, I was like, who the fuck has something like who, that? Where is she there? shopping in this bougie store with the with the screaming baby Jesus? I mean, it's just it's just wrong. It's not wrong. It's just funny. It is funny. I'm sure some uh, people some people would get it. Somebody wrote USA already. Yeah. So we see somebody lurking about who who def- definitely seems out of place in this bougie ass store, and there's this young. I thought it was a dude for a second. Um, young person in a red puppy jacket. Again, red danger. Only this is a different kind of variety of danger. And I was like, saw the side of the person's face, and I'm like, is that fucking young MA? And it didn't. T- it took me until this morning to finally get to IMDb to look it up. But sure enough, it's a. Uh, his henchman is Young M.A., rapper. I totally love her. And I was like, okay, so this is Vera's presence because we know he's after Krista. Um, so now we go back to virtual reality. You have Elliot using the fingerprint to get him and Darlene into the server room. And now Dolph is finding these sloppy mistakes that Andre was mentioning. He sees that the elevator panel is opened. Yeah, I wonder if this was intentional or if it was like... Because there was, there was quite a few of them. He left breadcrumbs to follow him all the way through. Right. I don't know. Here's where I believe that they're exhausted. They're sloppy. They're tired. White Rose did say, we're going to put pressure on them. Um, to, to We're going to force them into a situation to fuck up so we can catch them out. Yeah. Right? So I feel like they are making these mistakes because they are, you know, he's exhausted. She's terrified. He hasn't been to sleep in I don't know how long. And she's just like on edge. So I feel like, I don't know if they intentionally did this or not. I think they're just, it just shows that they are definitely human, right? So now Dolph is up in the server room and he checks to see who was, he sees the red and he sees that it's something's up and he checks who's the last person to check into the server room and it's him. And he texts the other security guard downstairs and said, someone accessed the server using my credentials, call the cops. Yeah, that was, that, I thought that was pretty good. So now we just have two minutes, just over two minutes before the cameras come back on from the firmware update and Dolph is right there. And this whole sequence was thrilling. The walking up and down the corridors, the music. It was very much just straight out of Blade Runner to me. It's like they're standing there in the dark and the lights are just going out. The server lights are going off right behind their, right next to their head. The green and the black. Yeah. The, the flashlight spraying over like the whole opening scene in Blade Runner. The light hitting their eyes, the whole replicant kind of thing. I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, and just as they're about to run out of time and the cameras are coming on, Elliot looks up at the conduit overhead and he sees this PLA system, the power system, and he hacks into that and shuts down the the power. That's another uh, watchdog moment. It really is. And it's also because we know all of the hacks on the show are true. Core's team and all the people who put these hacks together, I mean, not for nothing, they're real. And I'm just thinking, fuck, if you really knew what you were doing, well, we had, we've read in the the news like people if hackers wanted to they can shut down entire grids in the united states if they really wanted to and truly fuck with us from a high place so at one point i love that the the sounds that we hear are the alarm going off and dolph's footsteps 
I loved that kind of mix that they did. And Elliot and uh, Darlene run as Dolph sees the open laptop, everything going on. Elliot zip ties the door closed. Um, they take the steps down because they see the other guys coming up in the elevator. And they burst out into the lobby. And now the cops are out front. And they try to escape through the stairwell. And then there's Derek, Dolph, face-to-face with, um, with Elliot. You know, it's holding that door and he looks back at Darlene and I'm like, what is he going to do? And he does this yeah. fucking punk rock thing and decides to run for it. That, um, just to back up, that shot that they had going down the stairwell oh, where that camera was just lowered awesome. between the, the yes. stairwell, the, uh, the triangular stairwell, fucking amazing. It was amazing. Just to pull something off like that without it like shimmying and moving. So that... Just to set that shit up probably took a long time. I know. Just again. The, and also this crew just works like tirelessly. They work like 20 hour days in some cases. So it's just, I hope they know that we appreciate every single moment like this because it was fucking beautiful. So Elliot starts to run and have, we have this running sequence. <laughs> Andre says, seeing Rami Malek running is slightly disconcerting. No, I will not elaborate. I know what you mean. Uh, I have to say that Darlene is also no slouch when we see her escape. She's literally trapped in the building now. And Dolph has not associated her with the black hooded figure as of yet. Or if he has, he's distracted. But she takes her wig off up in the office and she sees a pile of um, water bottles and she sees a track top. I mean, a workout top. And she decides to make herself an escape outfit. Right. Which I thought was very clever. So yeah, she can she's still, no slouch. Yeah, she can still think clearly. She really can. You know. uh, and then we see Elliot running down the street. We run past all those movie posters. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Hail Caesar. He trips over the baby carriage full of cans. Runs into Central Park. I can hear it. I think we both can hear it last night. Uh, Rami Malek wheezing like a bitch. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing like that your lungs just freezing up, you know, when you're trying to run. Especially if you're a fucking smoker. Yeah, especially. So Darlene is, while he was on the run from the cops, Darlene comes out pretending to emerge from the gym, the Solax gym. But you can see her hand shaking as she drinks, right? And then we're cutting back to Elliot in Central Park, and he runs on the, uh, on the ice to Ava Maria. And I'm just going... We saw days of this. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it lasted, what, not even a full 45 seconds. So I was like, wheezy on ice. Could have gone longer. Just saying. Please release the dailies. Um, Andre says, uh, I must admit my original statement from last week about Tyrell's big brother moment being the funniest thing to ever happen on the show. Uh, with him being like, there's something in the woods. And Ellie going, it's just a stupid animal. And now... Uh, Proclaimed that Rami Malik Oscar winner, Rami Oscar winner Malik running on an ice rink to evade two rent-a-cops is the funniest thing to ever happen on the show. But I don't think they were rent-a-cops. I think they were actually police no, officers. I think they were PD. Yeah. So then he rolls down a hill, knocking rocks loose. I'm <laughs> just going, bro. That at that the bottom of the hill where he's at that ledge, and then he just goes straight off the ledge onto right. that that slope. I'm like, okay. I would have I would have hurt myself. Bro. Well, he runs, but he looks for the camera. You can see he's play, trying to place his camera because this is an elaborate kind of running around sequence, right? 
and he passes this troop doing some sort of pantomime. I'm sure someone has decoded what this is. I felt for a second I was seeing like a guy in a tux. So is that monster, the F Society guy, was one of those Sam CPL White Rose? Who's the third figure? Is that the other one? I don't know. Are these the three personas of Elliot? Are they supposed to be? They're they're planted there for a reason. What the fuck were they? Is what I want to know. Then he gets on the bus, and there's a full-on nativity crew on board. I haven't yeah. read to know if those people are in the crew, actual on the Mr. Robot crew. I hope they're embedded in there like that. I hope they're actual. I would just love to know that it was like, you know. It was, it's funny. It's like one of the kings is carrying one of the, the lambs because, you know, everyone needs to pitch in to move this production. Right. On I the bus. The king with a lamb. Normally, this is not my job. So then we have Darlene leaving Virtual Realty, and thank God she puts her tracker on and she sees that he's on the Upper West Side. And by this time, the cops have caught up with the bus and they cut off the bus. And again, me and the th- all of us had the same observation. Okay, but why do those two cops just get back in their car and why didn't they get in the back of the car to chase Elliot after they had stopped the bus? Fools. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. They just leave the fucking car there in the middle of the road and just go running off. Didn't get it. I didn't get that either. Um, and then he runs and runs and runs. Oscar Winner's running. And then he runs right into the car. You know Rami did it a couple of times his, himself because, you know, he's that bitch. And Andre said, totally thought the guy that hit Elliot with his car was going to be Terrell. Could you imagine? I love that. And then after this, that's when Elliot decides to fling himself over the side of the bridge and down a small cliff. And I think the reason he does that is he looks down and he sees that Darlene is waiting. Yeah. Right? Or drives up, yeah. Yeah, so he looks down there and goes, okay, I've just got to do this one last thing and break all my the rest of my legs. And um, he gets in the car with her, and he's wheezing. We're just exhausted for him. And then he puts his hand on hers. So she has her hand on the drive shaft, and I was just like the stick shift. And I, I lost it there a little bit on the inside. I was like, he really does care for his sister. He, she saved his ass twice now. Well, numerous times, but within this one day, within a short period of time, she's been right there with the stolen car that she yeah. picked up like on bad Santa night. That car's just getting a, just getting a run through. Um, and then price gets his third clue about the meetup for the Deus group from this Murnau's cleaning jacket thing. At the, is it Brintand or Britand? It's something weird like that, yeah. At 9 p.m. And then he texts Elliot. He's at home by now, uh, Price is. He said, just received the location and time of the meeting. Wellick or not, looks like we're on. So, I don't know if White Rose is aware that Terrell is not going to be there, but I feel like the way Price is going to play it is that he's going to roll in there and go, yeah, I don't know where Terrell is, but I'm still not. Stepping down. Um, I mean, I'm still not. You know, I'm not staying. Yeah, I'm not staying. Yeah. Um, take I don't. I don't. I don't know what. Uh, I mean, he, essentially, what Elliot's doing is he's. It's a bank heist. He's taking their money. Yeah. It's a robbery. It's a robbery. So they're gonna go into this meeting, elect somebody. Supposedly, they're gonna go into this meeting, think they're gonna elect somebody, and while they're doing that, he's gonna empty their bank account. That's sort of, I feel like that's kind of what the plan is. That he set up, it's like the back door, the fence yeah. cell and all that stuff. Yeah. I feel like this, they set up all this stuff inside virtual realty so they could backdoor hack 
and while Price is doing the distraction song and dance, he's gonna empty her shit out. Yeah. That's gonna be like, Merry Christmas, bitch. Um, so now Dom is at mom's house and the kids are playing and she takes the big fluffy family dog for a walk. And we see that our girl is marking where these vans are parked, the two uh, dark army vans. They're at one street is Oxford and the other is Maynard and Grandview. And she also writes down the license plates. So what is she up to? Did that red light perched upon that camera perched upon the red light, give her an idea for a hack? Did it give her an idea about something? Um, was he giving her a way to like maybe black out an an exit, if you will? You know, will she visit Darlene and ask uh, uh, her to do this for her? I don't know. Then uh, her mom, her mom Trudy's cooking in the in the kitchen. This house, by the way, is decorated in the nightmarish way that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Somebody's house is overly decorated. Now, I, I'm sorry if that's your thing. Uh, it's completely cool but i feel a little claustrophobic and like it just reminds me of hot houses with people who just have shit shoved in every corner did you ever have like relatives like that that just over decorated yeah and you're just like i need to get out of here and then she sees in the news yuletide mayhem in central park does uh, the her mom seems like totally checked out she does is that like a food coma or is it I don't know. Is Trudy like, seems bizarre in this one specifically. Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's weird. Um, and then Janice texts Dom and says, new assignment, need you to find a couple of troublemakers for me. This is a 911 scenario, so chop, chop. And she sends a picture of Elliot and Darlene running that red light. From Yeah, the picture. So now we have our wraparound. And then Krista returns home from shopping. Uh, she's kind of spooked by the Vera's henchmen across the street. She jumps, she drops a pint of Ben and Jerry's chubby hubby, and M.A. rolls up and picks it up, and she's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to ignore that a little bit, and then she turns, and right there is Fernando Vera in his furry finery of the season, going, it's time we talked, and gives her that weird, creepy fucking smile. We know from the preview of next week that it is not going to be a very Merry Christmas I don't know what's going to happen to chubby hubby Jason, but I feel like he ain't going to get nothing but a Yule log upside the head. I'm not sure. I just, I feel so bad for Krista. All Krista was trying to do was help yeah. this boy. And I don't know what information she can give uh, Vera. Right. That will well, help him. Because I don't know, what what's he trying to do? Here's the one thing I think that Vera doesn't know about Elliot is that he does have DID and that he he does have this dangerous side to him and that he is connected to this dark army hack. I mean, I think those those are very useful things, the 5-9 hack, I mean. This is very useful information to someone like Vera. Then he knows how to manipulate you because his hack, Vera's a hacker too. He just hacks human beings. He manipulates their emotions. He He does it very inelegantly. But he knows how to hack into people and get what he wants. So I feel like this is a people hack that Vera, you know, he uses brutality. Well, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Leon. Exactly. These people are chosen for their skills, you know. Random notice, uh, not things I noticed. Uh, does Elliot knock down the Virgin Mary on the bus? Yes. Well, there you go. 
<laughs> He's just like he knocks down a bunch of. He fucking ran over a kid in a a, a stroller. Well, no, that was cans. Or was it cans? It was just cans. He oh. didn't run down a child. He did run over a lady on the ice on rink. On the ice rink. She had it coming. She should be watched where she is. Uh, and also, did Dale become a sponsor of Mr. Robot all of a sudden? Not, not only was Dale in the server room on one of the tall server racks, but it was also on the side of uh, Elliot's computer. Has he always been using Dale and I just now noticed? Because in the past, I was always looking for like signage. And it's always been blacked out. Did they finally just in the last season of Mr. Robot decide to use Dell? Who knows? It's probably always been there. And I just now started noticing these things. Um, love that episode. Yeah. I'm really excited for next episode because I think a lot of shit's going to happen. Great. We're, we're almost halfway through. Almost. Next week's episode will be six out of 13, right? So we're what, sliding into our second act of the last season. And I do, I didn't feel like it was a total setup episode, like you know how it is. But I do find a lot of things just puzzling, a lot of questions out there, like he's got Terrell's phone, he's got the gun, what's Dom going to do? How's White Rose going to take the whole Terrell thing? Where's Tyrell's body? Is Janice ever going to complete Bernadette? And restore her to her glory. Give it back to that creepy old lady. Um, I don't know. Will it be a happy Yuletide? I do know that um, we see in the preview also that Elliot rolls up to Olivia's house. So he gets, she gets to see him again. Will she be happy to see her one night standy? Or will she rue the day she ever laid eyes on this Bowie? Does... We don't, well, I would assume she knows that he has, she's, he's taken something from her. I feel like we, she didn't know, know that. Yeah. It wasn't established in the bathroom after they did it, if she knew that he had done anything. They just had that moment of, oh, we both have this thing in common. Yeah. But I do know that there's been previews of scenes where she's like, hey, how many people have you hurt? So I do think he comes clean to her and I think he tells her all the, the whole Dizzle because he's in the eleventh hour. I feel like he thinks he's going to die any minute. I think Darlene thinks she's going to die any minute. I think everybody is like, "Hey, we're all going out, but we're going to all go out with a bang." And I feel like he's going to spill his guts. He's got nothing to lose. Yeah. Possibly after she says the Dark Army, uh, Army owns my ass too. You know what I mean? So loved it. Uh, hopefully, we'll have uh, one or both of our homies back in the saddle with us next week. I don't. I don't know if we have Angie back, but um, I do know that we're gonna maybe have Angie in person on the podcast. Yay! Time this month. I'm so looking forward to that. And Andre is doing uh, his big show, Dorian, which we talked about in our tea time uh, that we just put up. So, yeah, everybody's busy, but we always get everybody's notes and thoughts. And we'll see you on the Flippity Flip next week. You guys have a great week. And uh, merry, happy, fake Christmas, I guess, robot fans. I know. Merry Christmas in the robot world. <laughs> right. Happy 2015. Or soon to be 2016 when it all really gets. 26, yeah. Side fucking ways. He, you know, maybe, maybe like all those people who like, Zipped out of here in 2016 with Lost Prince and Bowie and everybody. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that's what it's planned for is everybody that we know is just going to get raptured up out of here before it just all goes. 
truly shit house again. You guys have a good week. Uh, take care of yourselves. Get a good night's rest and just know that we love you. All right. Bye. <sighs>